If you are poor today, it is your fault. Your life is a direct reflection of your thoughts and your actions. The resources and education are out there for you to succeed. So if you're not taking advantage of them today, then that is a choice that you're making. All right, so that was a loose quote from Patrick Bet David in a recent video that he made on generational wealth strategies. And while I think there are some exceptions to this quote, overall, I'm 100% on board with the message that he is saying. The reality is that it's 100% clear that the, the information that you need for anything in the world today is out there for you to be successful and achieve what you're trying to do. The most successful people today have three consistent traits, resourcefulness, correct education, and commitment to their goals. The reality is there's endless education on what to do, but today we're gonna take a minute and talk about some things to avoid doing if you're broker than you'd like to be and you want to be wealthy. For those that don't know me, my name is Nick D'Angelo with Saint Investment Group. We currently have over 200 million in real estate assets under management, and we're currently raising over 100 million more for more real estate projects. Sometimes it can feel like no matter how much money you make, it is never enough. We work with people constantly that say, hey, I have a high income, I have some investments, but they don't seem to reach the level that they really want to be at. If you're one of these people, now is a great time to stop and consider how your current financial habits are holding you back from getting where you want to go. Some of these habits can be really big and obvious in that way, and some others are very simple and smaller, but can equal death by a thousand cuts if you don't address those small things as they slowly affect you financially. Let's jump into the top things to avoid if you want to grow your wealth. The first is one of the biggest but most simple, and that's simply put, stop spending more than you earn. It is literally the easiest thing in the world to spend more money than you earn on a regular basis. And typically across the US, it's the number one obstacle that Americans have for building wealth. If you spend every dollar that you're bringing in on a monthly basis, or even more than you're bringing in on a monthly basis, then simply put, you don't have any money left to save or invest. That means you're never making progress towards your financial goals. You are essentially never getting ahead if you're not saving and investing that money. In reality, you're holding yourself back with this strategy. It's not a winning one. Many people are tempted to just immediately blame their income. That is constantly the go-to is to say, hey, I don't make enough money to save money. But the reality is, Oftentimes those same people, even after they get a raise, can say, hey, now I don't make enough money. But if you check their expenses, what you'll see is that their expenses go up every time their income goes up. That's what's called expense creep. And it's actually much more common than you think. Here are some storylines that people will tell themselves on financial matters. Hey, I just got a raise because I worked hard. I deserve that new car, or I deserve that house, or even I deserve that boat. Instead of taking that increase in their income and putting it towards something that will pay them for the rest of their lives, or even for a long period of time, provide cash flow for their lifestyle and family, instead what they're doing is sinking money into liabilities that they will continue paying off instead of investing in things that are going to pay them. So how can you ensure that you don't spend more than you earn? 
The first and best way is to automate the saving and investing process. Later on in the video, we're gonna touch base on the ultimate budgeting strategy that we found today, which allows you to invest on a monthly basis just on a percentile strategy. But for now, let's just say this. You want to maximize the amount that you save every month, and this is best done by minimizing your expenses. Oftentimes, this is a process of going line by line and understanding where your money's going. You wanna save a set percent of what you make every single month, and you don't wanna deviate from that because it provides you the structure and the projections that you can make on your own financials as an individual. And when you do get those salary increases and those big bonuses, you save them or you invest those. That's what speeds up your net worth growth and your passive income growth. The next item you've got to avoid is carrying a credit card balance. The truth is today, credit is a vital part of financial planning and access to credit and positive debt is essential for most successful people. However, using credit can also be one of the most expensive, risky, and damaging things you can do for yourself financially. For example, suppose you have a travel reward card and you use it to make purchases on a regular basis just throughout your everyday life. Perhaps you even pay mandatory bills with it, things that you have to have just to survive. Now you feel good about this, right? Because the reality is you're earning points for things like airline tickets or even getting cash back rewards from your credit card. In concept, that is a great idea. As long as you don't cancel the benefits you're receiving by turning around and paying interest payments on those purchases. The credit card company is counting and hoping that you do not pay off your entire credit card every month. That is the foundation of their business model. That's how they make their money as a company. And by the way, they also get a small percentage from the merchant in many cases. Interest charges kick in if you pay less than the total amount that you owe on your card over a one month period. So basically, if your balance builds instead of getting paid off. Now, while the rate can depend partly on your credit situation, the reality is it is typically extreme. Oftentimes you can see rates in the high teens, even the 20s for credit cards. So it makes credit cards one of the most expensive things in your life if it remains unhandled and unpaid. Even for people that are making the minimum payment and they're being responsible at least by the minimum payment, the reality is if their credit card swells, it can take years to pay off that credit card debt, which is again taking you out of the game of investing, which is the highest level goal financially. And if you think this situation is rare, it is not. This is why you see so many card issuers offer things like zero interest balance transfers. It's because so many people are dealing with this. Once you transfer your balance to another card, that new company wants your credit card balance. That's why they're willing to transfer it for zero fees. And even if you do pay off that balance, the reality is now you're on that new card with that new company and they get any balances that you carry forward. Now using your card for strategic things like, like large payments that you're gonna make anyway, like a mortgage or a car loan, actually can be sound financial advice with some of the rewards that you can get on that. However, with such extreme interest rates that credit cards typically charge, you must be planning to pay those cards off 
even if you're using them for big purchases. Next mistake people make is not using a budget. Simply put, a budget is just a strategy balancing your income versus your expenses. So if you're not using some kind of budget, you're basically saying that you don't have a strategy to manage your money. However, it's not uncommon for people to resist a budget because it can feel restrictive, right? But if you think about it correctly, a budget does not have to be a restriction. Instead, it can be looked at as a planning tool and a strategy tool that lets you completely understand your financial condition. Budgeting does not mean not buying freaking coffee or avoiding avocado toast or you'll go broke. Although those habits might be good to cut out if you're trying to save a few bucks on things that aren't valuable to you personally. Me, for example, I don't care about good coffee. I truly don't. I don't enjoy coffee. I literally just drink it for the energy. So as long as it's healthy and organic, I really don't care where it comes from. I'll buy it from the store, I'll buy it from Starbucks, I'll buy it from anywhere that's convenient and cheap. But budgeting is not about skimping on things that are important to you. What it actually means is accounting for what you earn and what you spend to ensure your progress towards your financial goals. Creating a budget in the best way is actually very simple. You already know most of the things you spend money on if you just sit and think about it for a few minutes. There's the big expenses, obviously, your car loan, your mortgage, your insurance, your groceries, utilities, etc. However, you may start to sense that you spend more on optional or non-essential items like overspending on entertainment. And by the way, eating out is a category that tends to absorb far more spending than people realize. Meals are expensive today. There's also other obvious items like streaming services and other monthly services that bill you automatically. Now, most of the time, these are small expenses and small items individually, but as they add up, it becomes one of those deaths by a thousand cuts where it's just over and over small, small, small items build up to be a big line item monthly in your expenses. And oftentimes they're things that you actually don't need. Similar to those small items every month that add up like those subscriptions are small items like fees that can appear regularly throughout your statements. These fees can be from anything from ATM fees to expedited shipping fees, late fees on making payments, or various bank fees that are small but add up altogether. Overall, taking stock of your discretionary spending can add enough to your monthly budget to boost your savings pretty significantly and give you the opportunity to really make progress for your investing goals. What I can recommend from my own life is thinking of it as a game. Basically, gamification of the whole process. Hunting down unnecessary expenditures and thinking of those dollars as ways that you can divert towards reaching long-term financial goals and building passive income. This is extremely satisfying for me because I enjoy strategy overall. So if I know I enjoy strategy and I know that I wanna maximize my financials, then what I could do is use strategy and enjoy that game process to see how quickly I can make progress towards the goals that I personally have financially. And part of the long-term game is enjoying the advantage of the fact that the things you invest in long-term are things that actually matter. And the things that are short-term expenditures, which are often just quick pleasures that you forget about later. I mean, think about this. Let's say that you overspent on a quick snack while you're on the road. Maybe you spent $12 on something that you could make at home for just a few bucks. Are you even gonna remember that in a week or even a couple days? 
For me, the answer is absolutely not. That's why those long-term goals are much more interesting because what I will remember is a trip I take with my kids or passive income that I'm receiving every month where I can focus on other things that might be more important than trading my time for money on a monthly basis. And the last and number one and most important thing that, that broke people are not doing is they're not investing. All that said, how can you possibly save and invest when you have all these expenses on your plate? It all goes back to what we talked about earlier. Reduce your costs below your income so you can save and invest the difference. The money you spend on most things doesn't contribute to your financial growth. Mismanaging your money is the number one negative long-term effect on all aspects of your entire life. Breaking the money mismanagement cycle with an amazing tool that we like to call the 50-30-20 rule.